Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting startup founders share their stories and strategies. They also deliver tangible lessons learned along the way that you can apply to your own startup. Each episode is a true masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and my special guests today are Daniel Moss and Michelle Garrison of We and Goliath. Guys, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having us. Thank you so, so much. Now, which one's Daniel and which one's Michelle? I'm having a little trouble. Uh... <laughs> okay, you just got to watch YouTube. So it's uh, good to have you guys on. And I'd, I'd love for you to just tell me how you would introduce yourselves if like we met at a networking event. You want to start? Well, that's a good question because we haven't really been in person networking much lately. So, an, okay, how about an, an e network event? That's 3D right. networking <laughs> event. I think I might just struggle with that at this that's point. Right. Stay six feet away and we'll talk from there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Here's, here's my website, it'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> QR code where you can just flash it on your phone. So, yeah. Okay. No, no, Assuming pre COVID, we were being right, sure. networking. So, yeah. pretending that we see people in person still. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm Daniel. This is Michelle. We're co-founders of We and Goliath, and we're an events agency that I mean, is all about helping mission-driven organizations and um, companies that care host more meaningful, inspiring events. Uh, and I think what makes us really unique is we have like a, a really strong design background mm -hmm. and a digital marketing background. A lot of event agencies, they just do production, but we're like full service from website design, graphic design, video editing, animation, email marketing, um, or a lot of marketing materials to help grow the events, uh, a lot of care about interactivity strategy. So we really like help, we're optimizers, we're tech geeks, and uh, we love helping people just make better events, events with better results, especially things that are making a positive impact in the world and uh, love working with good causes and people who are really change makers, innovators, that gets us super excited. So we, yeah, we love our job and um, it's been, it's been an awesome journey, especially since COVID things have obviously taken off hugely in the virtual yeah, sure. space. So it's been an exciting ride. Uh, anything yeah. you would add? So to Michelle, that? your turn. Would yeah, you echo that? Think... Or you said, no, the, what he said is completely wrong. It's completely <laughs> wrong now. <laughs> No, I think it, as he said, it's important that you really love the people that you're working with and love what you're doing. And that makes a huge difference. I would say that a lot of our events, if not all of them, especially in the first couple of years, we hit a point where I would end up in tears at some point mm. because just the content and the purpose behind what our clients, our organizations are working with is just really amazing. So in that regard, super grateful that we get to do this work. And at the end of the day, yes, we make money, but it's really our hearts that are in it first. And I think with any real business endeavor, it's important to, to have that element. Well, I'm anxious to, in our mentor moment, which comes later in the chat, you'll probably wrap something around that, that exact thing as, as we get to that point. But I'm interested to, uh, so I, I've got a picture in my mind of how you guys kind of started. I can picture you two you know, you both work for like a, a digital marketing agency or an ad agency and, and you were working together and you're thinking, you know what, there's a bigger purpose than that, that instead of just selling Coke, 
you know, or, or, <laughs> or selling Nikes or something like that. You know, we, we need to work together. We need to join together and start something. So what, what was that kind of Genesis story of we and Goliath? And I'd love to hear that, how, the, how you came up with the name. Well, I'll say, you know, well, for myself, I was in the trenches for a long time. I, I started working corporate in my early 20s and I said, no way, I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> I gave it up and I said, I would rather live in a tent on the street if I needed to. No. I'm going to work for myself. And so it's been a real roller coaster, like a mm -hmm. lot of struggling, a lot of trying to make it some, some things that like took off. I had a, a business an online business. I've always worked on online, but I had a flooring company that was focused on ecological building products. Mm -hmm. And then the, the 2009 crash hit and that mm. went under. And so there's been a lot of ups and downs ultimately along the way, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Daniel, what's, what's the connection story here? How did, how did you guys come together yeah. for this purpose? Yeah. So Personally, I started in, with web design in high school in 1999, taught myself how to make websites, got into digital marketing, um, had a, you know, was a freelancer for a while, had a small business. Then I was a marketing strategist for a national nonprofit for four years and sort of almost marketing director role um, and did a lot of events there. It was like workshops, tours, co conferences, concerts, all sorts of events mm -hmm. um, with event marketing, also event facilitation, training other speakers. Uh, and Michelle and I met while I was in that role and we were in LA and really, you know, geeking out around marketing, around causes and, um, and around like climate and social justice, environmental, economic justice, all these different things that we shared passions around uh, native rights, you know, so we really saw eye to eye a lot and basically merged, merged our skill sets. Um, maybe three years ago, I guess we started uh, officially we and Goliath, um, with, a uh, events and marketing combined. And, right. uh, yeah, the, basically like we, I think our first big event was a, a hybrid, um, festival. It was like a music and meditation festival. It was a six month, huge project. We ended up getting 6,500 people out, for this first year festival in wow. Denver City Park. And this amazing online partner, we got 308,000 online viewers for this event. Um, in like over a hundred countries, there was dozens of watch parties all over the US. I mean, it was, it was a mega campaign. Our partner um, got Marianne Williamson as a featured speaker. Um, it was an amazing event. And um, then we did, got into virtual summits and all of this was pre-COVID. Um, so when COVID hit, a couple of people were like, Daniel, we need you. Mm -hmm, <laughs> Michelle, yeah. I I'd say a couple of people. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> right? more than so, a couple that called you. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a few like really early um, virtual conferences. Mm -hmm. People who had been taking their, uh, who needed to take their in-person conference after 10 years uh, virtual. And one person in three weeks they were like, help. <laughs> um, and exactly. we were able to take them. Uh, they got seven, yeah, seven times their attendance after 10 years of in-person and more than tripled their revenue from this wow. conference right out of the gate in a three-week turnaround. I mean, and their, their attendance rate was incredible. It was like 95% of people that signed up attended this event. Um, it was really fun. Yeah, I, they were that, blown yeah, away. They caused at, projects like 
like you know events for a cause i think would tend to have higher like mm-hmm. commitment rates or or viewership yeah. of you know versus registration but yeah now go ahead then i admit interrupt yeah sure sure so yeah um there was a very passionate audience uh, we got to speak at the event as well about how we did it right mm-hmm. like how do you put on a virtual conference and so from there a few big clients uh, called us like that was an amazing event how did you pull that off let's let's do that so um it really just blew up from there and um has been growing we've been building a, a team and so having a lot of learnings as we're growing from a small company to a, a more legit company <laughs> that has processes teams sops onboarding right. all those you know right. marketing campaigns and uh, really getting to put into into action a lot of the things that we had learned and, and geeked about studied mm-hmm. about for decades but didn't really have the budgets to play with you know most of our clients being more smaller non causes or companies over the years now it's like okay let's go big let's really dive. that's what i was going to ask you about i mean like you know there's so many people that say you know i want to i want to work with things i care about or causes i care about i want to help early stage startups or whatever and over and over again, they say the only problem is they don't have any money. So, I mean, it's yeah. like it's like a catch twenty two. I really care about it, but you know, I, I you know I yeah. care about eating too. So, how do you kind of balance that? You know, that- I've loved working for freelancers and solopreneurs and small companies um, in my marketing career because um, I just really get into that creative process of who mm-hmm. are you, who cares about you, who do you care about most, who can you serve the best, and refining those marketing messages. I think is the most important thing for a, a small startup and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. That's probably my mentor moment uh, and to, or one of my, one of my tips, core tips is you can't focus on that enough when you're getting started is your message has to resonate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to refine that. And like so, a lot of self-discovery. So I've totally enjoyed that process, but as a marketing geek, it's been very fun to, to grow into a business owner where I'm getting to do that for myself and and really refine it over years and um push some limits there there's a famous quote by mark twain i think this who said it he said uh, i was going to write you a a short letter but i didn't have enough time so i wrote you a long letter instead yeah. i love that or quote. something yeah. like that so, so yeah, i understand yeah. drilling down your message but professional Michelle, copywriters say cut it in half and cut it in half again exactly it's, it's like niching down as a as a business owner you know trying to figure out wh- what your niche is you know make sure you know keep keep do it do it until it hurts but michelle i'm, I'm curious to uh to it's one thing to you know, start a business on post-it notes and an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, you guys have grown a team and you've had to do a lot of, you know, you, you've had to grow up as a company, yeah. you know, so to speak. So how do yeah. you, has, has it been just smooth sailing even between you and Daniel to say, Not at oh, all. you know, that's my strength. That's your strength. You do that. I'll do that. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, you're in my lane here. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we have really struggled to stay in our own lanes, to be honest, because we have a lot of overlapping skills yeah, yeah. and we live together. So yeah. There's, there's a lot to digest and, and dissect in that. And I think over time, we're starting to realize the things that I really enjoy, what Daniel really, really enjoys, and, and starting to say that even though maybe we don't completely agree with the other person on this particular decision, that's Daniel's domain. So mm. I'm not going to try to push my agenda onto it. I'm going to make suggestions and then he can run with it. Yeah. And, and it really allows, like when I've, I let go of that, 
it allowed me to relax a little bit more mm -hmm. and enjoy the aspects of the business that I really am stronger in and trust that he's going to do that the same and trust that our team can take it forward too. Right. And, and that's been another thing is just, just handing things over to our team and mm -hmm. say, just run with it, do your best at it. And, and we'll take a look. Maybe we still have an approval process, um, but it's nice to be able to see people really rise up mm -hmm. on their own. When they take ownership of that, you give them ownership of things and you let them be like champion in their area. But it's, yeah. it's so hard to decide between, is that just my preference or is that like the really the way it should be done? You know, I mean, there, mm -hmm. there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way, or is it just the fact that I just prefer this style? I prefer this, you know, whatever it is. And that's, I think that's really hard for, people that created something, I mean, it's like you birthed something, you know, you're like, you know, I put this into existence and, and this is, it's hard to kind of let, you know, <laughs> let go of the baby here. It is, it is. But sometimes I ask myself the question, like, is this really important? Is this mm -hmm. really relevant? And, am, and am I being nitpicky and how can I step out of it and look at the bigger picture and, and really let go? Yep. And, yeah, that's a that I mean that, that is a struggle. And if you got a, you've got that figured out, I'll put that in your mentor moment too. We can we can all benefit from that. But tell me the tell me about the name. How did how did you come up? Because I would I would be thinking like we versus Goliath here, you know, or something like that versus we and Goliath. Well, it took us a long time to be honest. We went through a lot of ideas and and iterations of different names, and part of it is just finding the right domain these days because mm, yeah. it's really hard to find a domain yeah. that matches your name, right? Um, and has white space where yeah. there's not a bunch of people who have the variations of your name. Mm -hmm. You get can get your social accounts yeah all the social accounts are gone you know everything yeah. Yeah. so the first ideas went out the window um uh, yeah i mean i think we and goliath it just came to me um on a massage table i think i'm i'm brainstorming with my masseuse friend and about what we're up to and the causes and um the the david and goliath story came to me and michelle and i talk a lot about uh team teamwork mm -hmm. right coalitions and how important it is when you're working to solve the humanity's biggest problems. We can't do it alone as organizations, let alone as um, industries, right? Right. Like climate change, for example, it affects everything in the world, right? So you can't like climate groups try to bring on Black Lives Matter groups, but they're not effective at it because they're making it all about them. Uh, that's what I've heard uh, from from both sides a little bit, right? So just as one very specific example, okay? Mm -hmm. But if they make it a win-win and then you do that with native rights groups and you do that with housing and development, um, then you, you get power, okay? And so we call that a fusion coalition. And that's part of the big vision of the we. We mm -hmm. and Goliath meaning together, all of our organizations and niches and industries teaming up to solve humanity's biggest problems. And it, uh, it really, I would, man. Mm -hmm. So um, the, one of the most inspiring stories for me came from the Bioneers Conference. Paul Hawken gave a talk called The Other Superpower. And he, it was about if all of the nonprofits of the world were to basically team up in some way, they would be more powerful and larger than 
the the biggest superpower which is like the u.s military right mm -hmm. and he showed this list of hundreds of thousands of names of organizations streaming past and he zoomed out and he sped it up and it was so moving so it's this idea uh in the big picture and then on the on the small picture wing life is like we are your slingshot as an organization you can't do everything on your own um david needed his slingshot and he needed to hone his skills he needed a good tool and a good technique and we don't all have that in every domain of our business. So if you're trying to put on complicated virtual conferences online and high level production, don't try to learn it all on your own. Bring in somebody who already has trained their skills and has the tools. Uh, so let us be your secret weapon. That's kind of the direct meaning. I love that. Where their slingshot. Michelle, what do, you, what do you have to add? Yeah, I was just going to add that. I mean, Daniel named some perhaps like more leftist controversial um, <laughs> nonprofits or whatever. But I wanna say that I think it's the, it's a bigger we, and it's really just getting, getting past political divides, getting past mm. these ideals that we are separate from mm -hmm. each other and really coming together to, to help to make this world a better place and not create more of that hate and more animosity toward each other. I think we can really take on our giants. I appreciate that very much. And it, it, it is said, uh, it's interesting to consider, you know, just the, the combined, I hate to use a military term, I'm thinking combined firepower, you know, of all the NGOs combined, they actually combined ability to, to affect change, I guess, is it maybe a better way to look at that. And, and, um, but yeah, it's, and what's really sad is that how often, you know, and I, I live in the nonprofit world. So how often the, just the, with the economies of scale that you could achieve, if you, you worked, you know, more closely together, you know, just duplicate how, how often we duplicate operational expenses, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's buildings or it services or accounting or all the things that we just replicate over and over and over and over and over again. And it's, it just eats up, you know, huge chunks of, the overall budget that could be thrown at, yeah. at issues, you know, and, and are utilized toward those. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that, that kind of that shared vision, but I I'm curious if, if this just kind of went away today, you know, and you guys, you have to have an entrepreneurial gear, you know, in your, you wouldn't be sitting here talking to me right now. So what would be something that if, if this just went away, virtual events are not, they're not even possible, you know, they're, they're outlawed tomorrow, you know, wake up and some crazy, you know, laws passed by Congress is that you cannot have virtual events. What would you guys maybe think about as, as like an alternative, you know, if you're just starting again tomorrow, this is our dreaming session here. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think that for myself, I also really enjoy products. Um, I, I think that with services, it can become more complex working mm -hmm. with clients. We customize a lot of our, our events and our services based on the client need. So I would probably delve more into productizing and we're kind of wanting to head in this direction anyway, with some of the stuff that we do productizing promo videos and video services, mm -hmm. um, maybe getting into some other software based development. Uh, maybe in, in a similar space. I don't think we want to go too far from our existing space just because right. we, we know so much about it. And it really is the easiest thing to just reach, reach out an arm and touch the next thing rather mm -hmm. than having to 
go, go, go on a long journey to learn something completely brand new. Totally. I thought you were going to say like make bamboo cups or something, you know, yeah. or, you know <laughs> bamboo yeah. picnic wear. Yeah. Daniel. I mean, the easiest thing for sure would just be do in-person event production and mm -hmm. in-person and marketing for in-person events. Um, but if we left the whole event space, um, video editing, video production, we really enjoy making animated videos, mm. um, promo videos, highlight videos, testimonial videos, that whole storytelling and building up the excitement. And uh, that has been one of our favorite kind of add-on services. So yep. we probably would just double down on that. Um, and, and another thought, I mean, I almost started, a, I almost took my career in the direction of conversion rate optimization. So that's like data-driven web design mm -hmm. or optimizing websites with copy based on user testing right. to ensure that the voice is, is um, matching, right? You have me message market match. I find mm -hmm. that scientific approach to website and ad campaigns, super interesting. And I think it's, it's really impactful. If you have enough traffic on your website, you need to be testing it and uh, super fun to, to dive into that. I think that's directly important though, for event, event, uh, registrations. I mean, you've got to figure out, you know, what's the AB test you need to run. What are, who is your ideal avatar and how do you speak their language, you know, type mm -hmm. thing. So Michelle, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to add that I love meeting other entrepreneurs and working with other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So some form of entrepreneurial group would definitely be on my list and it is on my list. So if anyone out there wants to have a conversation <laughs> about that, like definitely like, like the energy that's formed when we all work together. Well, I'm telling you, from what I understand, it's it's somewhat anecdotal, I, I admit, but from what I understand, you know, you guys are sitting in Puerto Rico right now. I think that the, the wave is headed your direction. I think there are a lot of people that are looking at that uh, as a as a haven for kind of, you know, the the virtual office worker and the, you know, the virtual entrepreneur that is, you know, doing things online. So I, yeah, I, I think right there in your own backyard, you may have, <laughs> you may have a good group. <laughs> If you're in Puerto Rico, reach out to us. We need friends. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we've certainly reached that uh, the this point in the uh, in the chat where you know we've talked around it a lot, but I'm really curious. Let's drill down a little bit in kind of our mentor moment, and I just want to pick like one or two really key things that you you know that you guys would would share with people that are a little further behind and, you know, in the journey with you and, and just getting started or just thinking about getting started, you know, what are, what are a couple of key lessons, maybe one each that, you know, really key lessons that you've learned, you know, after, you know, post-launch that you think would really be applicable today and helpful for someone else. Yeah. I would say that when I started out, I was watching as many um, marketing videos and all kinds of educational things that I could. And I would go down a, one rabbit hole and then give up really quickly and then go down another one and mm. give up again. So I would say if I had to look back and, and really do that over again, I would, I would say I would have stuck to one thing mm. yeah. and saw it through a little bit further than I did. And, and then if it's not working, sure, pivot. But Try not to give up too easily. I, I love that. And that is so true. And I mean, every one of us would have a story that, you know, we've, I was this, this, you know, I was an adherent of this philosophy for a month. And then I started really doing this and you, you never really run the, the, to the end of the race, you know, with anything, you just have a bunch of disparate <laughs> 
ideas bouncing around your head and you're you're almost paralyzed you know because just over overload of information but that's, mm -hmm. that's a great one daniel yeah uh, one just add on to that i would say is like we really try to optimize for um completing what we start in our business mm -hmm. rather because obviously we're very creative excited people the biggest risk in business maybe is like starting 100 things and not finishing any of them because you're not getting any value from any of that work until it launches and in, and give it a proper launch as well uh, so that's that's an add-on tip there um, to that point, mm -hmm. our, we have a project manager now that shields the rest of our team from our crazy ideas. <laughs> so that's really helped it. to move things forward too. So we can still have the crazy ideas, but in a container. That's yeah. <laughs> right. It's a, like the parking lot in a coffee, you know, and in a meeting, we have no parking lot issues we're going to deal with if we have time. So totally. Yeah. Yo, right, you, so you, I, yeah it's an add-on. So Dan, you'll get a freebie here. Okay, thanks. So I think my, my main mentor moment would be the, the value of merging two skill sets, okay, to create a unique offering. Um, the core of getting business working is having, um, standing out from your competition, right? Making it clear to your, to your audience, to your clients, why you? And sometimes it's very hard to do that because if you're in a pretty advanced industry, everybody offers the same thing, right? Mm. Like if you're in software, for example, uh, everybody has all the same features. Um, so in the service industry um, and in, in a lot of industries, I think it works very well to merge two kind of disparate things that usually aren't brought together to have a unique flavor, unique value proposition mm -hmm. uh, so for us that's design and marketing with events mm -hmm. and it's kind of your usp yeah and, it's our usp we make your yeah. events look really good and attract a bigger audience mm -hmm. um, and it just seems to really work uh, a lot of bigger um national nonprofits and companies who have marketing teams come to us because their teams are too busy, right? They can't, they, they could do it, but they don't have time to do it. Right. And they love that we do it all in house. Um, some, I'm sure there's some other agencies out there that do that, but our clients say like, they just love our design. They love how flexible we are. And uh, you know, that's just our background. We're designers and marketers and event people. So it made sense to bring those together. So think about your unique skills, your passions, how they can overlap in a way where there's real demand and, mm -hmm. and follow that demand. I'm going to add to that just that we could, you know, you don't have to have both avenues in your own brain. You could find a partner that sure. you can really merge with and it works. Yeah. Matter of fact, it probably works in, in most cases probably works better because, yeah. you know, if you, you're, what's it, the jack of all trades and master of none you know you kind of spread yourself out and you, you're doing you're average at a lot of things you know mm -hmm. instead of really excelling at, at one or two but um we i kind of skipped by i mean we, we talked about the company but i'm really curious i mean when so we and goliath was started around when and kind of walk us through a quick you know just history of of the company since you founded it mm -hmm. you and me oh 
I'll start. So Daniel, you know, was working in digital marketing and design strategy for a long time. I was also doing graphic design and online business, essentially. But my background is in community development. That's where I really mm -hmm. started. So when we started We and Goliath, we had already been in the industry for a long time. So we were essentially doing the same thing under a different name. Right. And that started about three years ago now. So when, when we merged together, though, it was really synergistic because both of us have this passion for what we do and we get to live each, with each other and we get to really brainstorm. Mm -hmm. Like like our foreplay is brainstorming business, mm. essentially. Like we're really passionate about this stuff and we, we really get into it. So, I mean, the, we and Goliath was essentially born from our, our passion for just not only doing good for for other events, but also just getting our, um, sorry, I, I just spaced. Can we get to cut that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the foreplay and the board. I think the metaphor just kind of like. No, I looked at you and you laugh. gave me a look. Yeah, like, I was just laughing about how the metaphor where you're, you're really like drilling into the he was like language uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry and now he was going i wonder where you're going with this <laughs> don't, don't take this any further <laughs> okay okay all right I love the love child of our brains <laughs> that's right it's like that's really right. okay okay <laughs> now i'm red <laughs> Yeah, he looks like, I'm sorry, I thought you just said foreplay during our business interview. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, it seemed to fit. I mean, I, yeah, okay, I, mean, okay, I was fine, yeah. I was fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Just how far are you going to take it? Yeah, it's right. completely up to you. It's, it's your I mean, story. I mean, okay. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, I did mention a little bit about the beginning already. So I think maybe we could go more into like after we started, if you want. Okay. Yeah. But all okay. right. You want to ask us the question again? Yeah. The origin of of uh <laughs> I'm still thinking about what we're talking about a second ago. Yeah, we will wrap this back up. So yeah. So share a little bit about the origin of We and Goliath, uh, when it was started and you know, kind of the the path you've taken in the last, I think you said two or three years, so maybe the last three three years or so, and in the midst of COVID, how it's changed. Yeah, I mean, so Daniel and I have both been essentially in this industry for the past couple of decades. So we both had a lot of experience. Um, we got really excited when we started working together. We just had a lot of passion for building events together, digital marketing campaigns and whatnot. So on top of that, I am a community development major. Mm -hmm. So I had really gotten into, um, first off, I was going to a lot of conferences at the time. I was networking a lot and I felt like there has got to be a better way because when you go to a conference, you oftentimes meet people, then you leave the conference and it's sort of, you're excited for a couple of weeks and then that excitement tapers off right. and you don't tend to stay in touch with many of the people that you met there. So I was thinking there's, this has to be better, done better. And I started to geek out on online conference platforms before mm -hmm. they really became much of a thing. And we invested in a couple of them, um, helped to debug one of the, the ones that has really taken off now. 
And we were doing that before the pandemic, essentially. Mm -hmm. So when the pandemic hit and, and before the pandemic hit, I was trying to get people on board with this. And right. they were they were essentially saying, oh, this isn't this is very underwhelming to be online. This is not very exciting. Mm. And then when the pandemic hit, it became a necessity. Yep. And people had to experience it for themselves. And, and yes, there were some mixed reviews, of course, but ultimately we found out how to make them more exciting, more engaging, and ultimately people still want to do them even now that people are meeting in person. I was going to, I was going to ask you that. I mean, I, I have a feeling that there's, there's still going to be a demand for on, I mean, just for, for location purposes, you know, for people that, you know, it's, it, you can be anywhere in the globe and kind of, you know, log in and, and be a part of a conference that you may not be able to spend three grand to you know, to fly to somewhere for a week, you know, type, type thing. So, yeah, yeah. there's tons of benefits to it. And at the same time, I mean, we do, we do talk about virtual a lot, but we do a hybrid as well. Mm -hmm. So we can, you know, we can bridge both of those worlds together. And now you've built a team around what you guys are doing. And, and is it, I'm assuming the team is, is all distributed. Yeah. yeah so we, we started um, hiring locally. Uh, even though we were a virtual agency, we just thought it'd be fun to, to work in person with people. And we, we really found it worked better to just broaden the search mm -hmm. nationwide, globally, find the best talent anywhere because um, we could. Right. And so the team has shifted a little bit in that regard. Really just go for A players, find people, hire people who are better than you at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's really the motto there. Kind of Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and yeah i mean it's really been about just refining our systems so that we can help clients launch quickly um so that we don't have to drag them through 20 meetings mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes into a complicated a big like a multi-day multiple simultaneous right. virtual event with promotion with pre-records breakout video rooms editing yeah, breakouts, things, yeah you know so much stuff to plan so we've created all sorts of systems to to speed up the decision making process mm -hmm. to um for for the pre-production and the assets and the reviews and you know like a digital marketing agency does for for their websites and marketing but for event production planning and promotion right and we've also learned that growing fast slow is kind of a good pace for us so we might get slammed for a short period of time but then we take off for a couple of months after that and evaluate well mm -hmm. what what do we experience during this time and how can we shift it? We start focusing on our systems. We spend, we've spent like a month or two just focusing on systems at a time to make sure that when we get the next cycle coming through, that we are on top of it. As best I keep as you from burnout too, that way, yes. you know, and your, maybe your team from burnout as well. And it would also probably help you manage like the hiring, you know, cycle, you know, you, you don't always hire to the peak because, you know, then you're, you're stuck with a, kind of this dearth of staff here. You're just like, you know, what, what do we do with this? You know, we yeah. we're just have people sitting around for a couple of months, you know, that are, are not being used. And then, then you end up saying, okay, is that con kind of are these comp freelancers or are we working with contractors? So there, yeah, that creates its own, own new set of problems, but Sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's been really good to connect with you guys today and just kind of hear your story and, and uh, just really hear the, I mean, it's, I think that, you know, you had the perfect storm, 
you know, of timing, you know, kind of to put things in motion right before COVID, because I have a feeling that that has really kind of given you a, a jump start, you know, in, in kind of laying a really good foundation for we and Goliath. But is there anything that we haven't asked about or, or we just haven't touched on you just like to wrap us up with and then just tell people where the best place to find you online? Yeah, sure. I mean, well, we're, one thing is we're really proud that we just won five awards with Eventex. It's probably the top awards for the event industry. Um, Congratulations. Virtual cause event, social good event, um, like third for overall virtual conference. Wow. Um, beating out like or, or outranking Microsoft and Google in some of their events. And uh, so that was a big honor. We nice. worked with amazing um, clients that have you know, put a lot into their events as well, but we've been able to raise over a million dollars in, in individual fundraising campaigns for two clients, helped people 2X, 5X, 7X their attendance. And uh, yeah, it's been an awesome journey. So we're, we're grateful for, you know, for that a recognition. Um, and it's really motivating us to keep like being really results focused mm -hmm. with our clients. Like how can we keep getting bigger, better results for right. attendance, for interactivity, um, so that it moves the needle for clients goals. So great testimonial so, too. Certainly yeah. great testimonial. Michelle, wrap us up and tell us where to find you online. Anything else you want to add? Take yeah, the, take I the just want to add that, you know, it's a, it's a tough journey being an entrepreneur. It, it is not an easy road. Um, it's a road though, that's really worth it. If rewarding, can... but not for the faint of heart. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And just keep, Stay persistent. Don't be hard on yourself. If you need a break occasionally, if you just need to just scream into a pillow every <laughs> once in a while, just all right. give yourself permission to fail and don't be afraid to try. And even as it applies to events, experiment, have fun with it, enjoy it. Like if you are starting with a, a nucleus of five, two, to five people on uh, in an event and it's just the most magical thing ever that's okay you don't have to try to be the big big dogs <laughs> right yeah. away yeah. let yourself be where you're at and grow from there yeah and really understand that audience and make sure you're serving them really well and then it'll grow yeah and your website is we ampersand goliath.com. Is that correct? We can't put an ampersand in a URL. So it's just we a n d goliath. Okay. You know what? I wrote that down. I, I actually wrote it down correctly. And I, I have had in my mind that there's an ampersand in there. But yeah. So yeah, we and goliath.com. Reach out if you want some strategy around your upcoming events. We'd love to chat with you. Well, guys, thanks again for uh, just taking time this Friday afternoon to uh, kind of share the story of We and Goliath and the, the causes that you, you guys care about. And really, it just helps us because we just appreciate you taking the time to share and just help all boats rise in a rising tide. Guys, have a great weekend. That's awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin. Good luck, everyone. Be in touch. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.